0: The whole new level of swagger to him. He goes to the net. He scores! He scores! The
1: Rangers win! Samantha Danvers he, he scores! The Rangers win! a lot more smiling a lot more swagger. He scores! Oh, a beauty by Artemi. Welcome Vendor. back to MYR DNA, a father-son's Podcast dedicated to New York Rangers hockey. I am Luca Vellon here with my brother Jack Vellon. Uh, I am Jack Vellon. I've been a
2: uh, lifelong Rangers fan since the day I was born. Um, I'm glad to start this podcast. Welcome to all the listeners. Glad I get a chance to vent to about 15 people worldwide. Uh, That's a I lot am, of people. Yes, I'm a sophomore in college. I've been playing competitive ice hockey my entire life, and sitting across from me here is my father, Peter. Take it away.
3: Hello, everybody. My name is Peter Vellon. I am indeed their father, or at least that's what the paternity test said. I'm still challenging that. But anyway, I am also a lifelong Rangers fan. Grew up in the hard, scrabble roads of Queens, New York. Top of the food chain, Queens, what, what? And uh, this is a, a, a tremendous honor to be able to share... With this global viewing, listening audience, the daily, venting, rage-filled conversations that I have with my sons all the time about New York Rangers hockey, something we're very passionate about. And, uh, you know, let me uh, have Luca introduce himself a little
1: bit. Hi, I'm Luca. I'm 16. I'm a junior in high school, and I've been a Rangers fan for all my life. It bonds this family. We're watching Rangers games 24 seven, and a lot of times we're also arguing, inventing, and, and it gets
3: violent. Well, <laughs> no, that he's being facetious. There, it doesn't get violent, Luca. We don't get, get into violence. Some trouble there. Yes. In fact, are you? I didn't. Re- you're still in high school? I thought you were thrown out of high school. Nah. Oh, I thought you. I was—I must have misread that letter. Anyway, folks, listen, uh, you know, this is one of the uh, unique podcasts. There are a lot of podcasts dedicated to New York Rangers hockey. We are just fans here. We are not journalists. Um, we don't have access to sources or people uh, close to the Rangers organization. We are just everyday people as Sly and the Family Stone once very, talked about. With very,
2: strong opinions.
3: With very strong opinions. And you know what? This Unbiased is not life opinions. or death. This is not life or death stuff. This is just, it's sports, which, you know, um, we like to watch uh, and uh, we get passionate about, but we try to keep it real. We try to keep it in perspective. But nonetheless, we have opinions and we have hot takes. That's the new phrase right now. That's That's been around for years. Sweeping the nation. New. We have hot takes. So, We're going to bring the passion, vitriol, um, intensity, love that that you you get as part of a family, right, to our discussion of Rangers hockey and bring it to the world. Because I think that what the world needs now is not necessarily love. What the world needs now is more father-son Ranger fan podcasts.
2: I think actually the UN
3: talked about that at their last meeting. I believe so. Yeah, I believe they did. And uh, we're we're working on uh, a deal with the UN now to try and bring this podcast to, to all the forefront, all facets of a, the uh, of the globe. The thirty fifth parallel, um, I think.
2: Actually, we're going to create peace or whatever the parallel is. I don't remember. Well, likewise. it's one of those parallels. Yeah. But
3: so we are looking forward to bringing you our thoughts, our ideas about not only Rangers hockey and the the state of the Rangers organization today but also you know some of the things that brought us to being Ranger fans over the years. So we have a lot of exciting shows planned for you in the future, thematic, topical shows um that we hope that you will listen to and bring all of your friends and loved ones along for what will surely be the ride of a lifetime. Luca, do you have anything to say? Oh, okay. He well, shook his head in silence. Yes, uh, Luca still thinks that we're on video here, that you have to speak into the microphone and say no. You can't shake your head. They can't see you, Luca. And now he is silent. This is a good time, folks. We wouldn't be here today bringing you this wonderful content if it wasn't for our sponsors, okay? So if I may, I just want to uh, uh, give them a plug uh, because Surely. they have been very generous in providing... The type of financial support which has made this podcast uh, possible, it's not easy to get folks like us to do this, you know? I mean, we, we, we have lives. We have lives and we command a hefty salary. So, yes. um, we are brought to you today by Fight Milk, the first alcoholic dairy-based protein drink for bodyguards by bodyguards. Drink it every morning so you can fight like a crow. Fight Milk, crow's eggs, milk made fresh by bodyguards and Charlie. We are also brought to you today by Rum Ham. When you get into survival mode, turn to Rum Ham. It's the only ham soaked in rum. It is loaded with booze. This summer, I have an idea for you. Warm sun, cool ocean breezes, and getting ripped shit on Rum Ham. That's Fight Milk and Rum Ham. You can find them at your local Costco and your local markets As well as Walgreens, I believe, right? Yes, yeah. your local Walgreens.
2: It's on the shelves at Walgreens. All right, so thank you to Fight Milk and Rum (laughs) Ham. I think all this introduction speak, I think we should now start talking about the the Rangers. Uh, I think we should start with uh, this week's games. So that would be... Uh, last night against the Flyers, a victory against the Flyers, 3-2 in a shootout, and a, what was it, 5-2 loss against the Devils? That was ugly. That was ugly. All right, so we should start with that one. Yeah. I just want to get, let's see, uh,
1: you two, I want to get your surface-level thoughts on the Devils game.
3: Luca, you go first.
1: Uh, When it comes to those type of games, the ones that they usually lose, it just looks like nothing's going. Nothing uh, is uh, happening between, it looks like you just, took these guys, and you just made them play for the first time. That's what it looked like.
3: Yeah, that was an ugly game. There's no getting around it, right? I mean, the effort was not there. They were playing a Devils team that hadn't practiced in... 15, 16 days, something like that. A long time. I mean, a lot of COVID protocol, right? And uh, they came out fresh, uh, ready to rock and roll, and the Rangers looked like they were not. So, um, you know, I guess you, you you can say that... We'll get into this, I'm sure, later, but... These types of games will happen, but they seem to you know that's happened a few times already in this sh- very short season and now so far. We are already twenty five percent. through the season it's about, a at least three of, of those clunkers in about fifteen games. So you know that's that's a an alarming percentage. Uh, I said this two years ago when the Rangers first re- began this rebuild, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not advocating for any coaching changes or anything like that. But what I did say is nobody expected them to win many games. They were ripped apart. They traded most of their assets. They were the beginning of this rebuild. But I was so impressed by the fact that the team came out almost every night and played hard. Yeah, yeah. I would say the early... I, and I gave cred, uh, a
2: gave ton of a credit, of credit, to, credit to, Quinn to Quinn for that because that's, gave, to me,
3: on the on the coach.
2: I would say the earlier seasons with Quinn, the first two, even last season, they weren't... Uh, I, think, I think last season kind of surprised everybody just with uh, how well Panarin played and Sabanajad really took... Uh, Huge step, um we're gonna talk about him later, but um, I think last season, they weren't necessarily expected to compete the way they competed, but I think in those uh, the seasons since Quinn has taken over, he's gotten them to play hard, even with not the talent with not the uh without talent that other the, yeah. teams have, and he's gotten them he's taken those teams to overtime, and he has this year too. But right, I they got up to a slow start
3: last year too. That alarmed yeah. a lot of people. Then they came on the second half. So I guess you could say, well, maybe that you know you can't get upset. But my my point and, is, this is a third year, and it's also a
1: shorter season.
3: Well, yeah. So you got like
1: phases where you start to get hot in the second half of the year. That's uh, I mean, that's not as much time in the
3: fifth what fifty six game season. That's yeah. Well. So the Devil game was a clunker. No, no two ways about it. The Devils were missing a, a, a bunch of players, and I know the Rangers were missing Artemi Panarin, which is okay, Andre Miller, a, a huge, a huge Truba loss. Truba got course. hurt
2: later in the game,
3: right? But still, um, bad, bad, ugly loss. In, more so in terms of the effort. Not that you know, again, not it that we're effort. not crazy. I don't expect the Rangers to win every game. It's not like they're uh, the 1985 Edmonton Oilers, but the effort is what was again a little bit disappointing and, and alarming.
2: And Quinn did address that after the uh, game, in the post-game press conference. One of the um, one of the guys asked, I forget which one. Was it Mercogliano? I don't know. He asked um, if, if he... If, if you mention his
3: name, well, can he sue us, Mercogliano? I don't know. I hope not. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, we have lawyers for that. Uh, but they, they're experts in bird law. I don't know if they'll uh, <laughs> handle defamation suits. So okay. um, he asked if Quinn thought
2: the uh, effort was a problem against the Devils game, and he was pretty sure about it. He was like, yes, that will be addressed at practice, after practice, before the game, after the game, all that stuff. So, I mean, I just don't – I don't know how many times that can happen, you know? Well, that's the thing. Especially in a season like this. I mean,
3: it's one thing I I appreciate that the coach calls it out. Like, our effort was lacking. But, you know, if it becomes a habit where the coach is constantly calling it out, then at what point, you know, is that a problem with – the preparation for the game, you know, like and even the players too. Kreider, I'm, t- I'm I, you know, I know we're going to get into some of this. I'm, am sick and tired of Chris Kreider. I know he's kind of like the elder spokesman of the team now, um, but you know, talking about how their effort and they're not playing the right way. I mean, like, so what's the problem then? Wh- yeah, wh- they seem to be able to identify the issues, but <laughs> what are they doing to address them? So, but having said that, having said that. They came back and beat a depleted Philadelphia Flyer team last night. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that was, uh, you know, again, in a shootout. Um, And at this point, I know that David Quinn, after the game, says no matter how you get the points, you need the points, and he's 100% correct. Yeah, that wasn't the prettiest game either. But still, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I want to give them credit where credit is due. They won. They got two points.
2: Yeah, against the Flyers. No, and no now doubt they were missing their guys. No but doubt. I mean, the Rangers were missing some of their guys. The too. The Rangers
3: were missing some of their guys too, and the Flyers were missing a bunch of guys. But again, there were there were portions of that game where, boy, oh boy, sometimes they look lost, and the energy level so low. What I'm most scared about is um, uh their
1: their inability to hold leads going into the third. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, what, you're right. Like, what are they? What are their like? Uh, when you looked at the amount of goals the flyers had i can't remember the exact number but they seemed to turn it on the third True. and and they they tied it up so um when it comes to the rangers they've had what how many goals in the third period not a lot seven i think seven. the, third the flyers have been brutal
2: yeah the flyers now after last night the Ra- the flyers have uh 22 in the third period this season in one period the rangers have 7 in the third period
3: you know what I, yeah, I mean, you know what was an interesting, I don't want to, I'm not changing the topic, but I think it gets to some of the stuff we'll discuss later when we get to the offense, is that, you know, Joe and Sam were pointing out, I think it was Joe specifically last night, Joe Micheletti, that is, good close friend of mine, um, that the Flyers, um, in terms of shots, don't get a lot of shots, but no, they, they have don't. one of the top, I don't know if they're in the top Scoring, five their shooting percentage, shooting percentage crazy, because that's right? how they play. Right, yeah, well, which is interesting name. to me because, you know, again, you know how you could use statistics, right? So it gets to this question that we'll get to later about certain guys who are getting so much ice time, right? So maybe they're just the wrong guys, you know? Like to say, oh, this guy had five shots on goal, but if this, per- if this player's shooting percentage is horrendously low, then – What's so good about that? You know. Like, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to take us off on a tangent. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm
2: a pretty big advocate for shots on goal because I think that means you're doing things mm-hmm. and you're getting open and all that stuff. But eventually, you know, you're right. They, eventually, one's got to go in. It but, reminds
3: me of the quote by uh, what was it? Uh, you 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 miss 100 percent of the shots you don't I'm take. I'm not sure who said that. Wayne Gretzky, Michael, Michael Scott. Scott.
2: I think yeah. it was yeah.
3: And uh, the goal
1: last night, Brendan Smith's goal was uh, resulted from. A shot on goal from Ryan Stone that Carter Hart just yes. played terribly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then Panera, Panera there made a nice was feed able to find uh, Smith. But yeah, see, you get
2: the, uh, Carter Hart's one of the better goalies in the league, and still, you throw a puck on him, they're gonna make a mistake eventually. Look, and that led to a, a goal that put them in the lead for the first time in the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, they they won the game last night. I don't think, like we all said, it wasn't a great game, but you can't underestimate, especially for this team not having Panarin in the lineup, right? Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he's 100% now. I don't know what, you know, we don't know what the injury was. But he comes back, right? He makes a deft pass to to Smith for the goal. Scores yeah. in the shootout. Scores in the shootout, right? And he, so you could make a real strong argument. If if he's not back last night, you know, they probably don't win that game. Well, there's a really good yeah. chance they don't get that. I would say they don't. Say they don't. I would say they don't. So, I mean, one player, and he's a incredible player for for this team especially that's had such trouble this year scoring goals he makes just a world of difference but you know to be fair i mean the flyers were without uh Drew, they were Vorcek, on know, so.
2: yeah but i mean i think i don't think that's even like a a diss on the rangers because you know what they're paying this guy 11 million dollars he should i know but i mean like uh, if your best player is going to come out of the lineup and things become exponentially harder That makes that makes sense to me. Like if you take Connor McDavid away from the Oilers, I know they got Dreisidel and Darnell Nurse and all these guys, but I mean I would say their winning percentage goes down drastically. Of course, I would say. So
3: I mean like no no, I'm not I I am I'm not suggesting that I mean that, that I do think it'll get better though. I think it'll get better if guys
2: I I'm sure if Mika starts to figure it out I'm talking like next season, maybe Kako, Lafreniere start putting up more points. I think they maybe become a stronger team. Without Panarin, let's say he gets hurt again or right. something like that. No, of course.
3: I mean, they, let's face it. Last year the, uh, as well, they were basically a, uh, you know, Mika's Panarin show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know some other, they some were other the players the benefited yeah. from that and had good years, Kreider and everything. But w- they rode those two horses, um, you know, at the, I mean, toward the end of the season before COVID, they were the hottest team in, in the NHL. So. Look, what's the state of the union right now when it comes to the Rangers? Uh, I mean, they are mm-hmm. struggling for a playoff spot, and I it, guess it, it's not looking good. It, for it comes a playoff back spot. to the age-old question. I mean, you know, is this season about you know developing players or trying to, to win every night, and or is it a, is, is it a hybrid? Um, you know, I have some thoughts on that, but we could save that for later. Um, but right now, they're 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 in the picture. But obviously, they need it's to. It's a tough.
2: They would need to go on quite a run. I would. Mm-hmm. I would say. And in right now, they're in the middle of February, which is going to be their toughest month. So you have to hope that. I mean, I would say they don't make the playoffs unless Mika gets his head
3: out of his ass. Especially now with True. I mean, look, we, we've had, we have our issues with Jacob Truba, but I mean, he's. I a, think he was. He was playing well. He, lately, he has. Though, he definitely he had better. some good. Yes. Um, that that's, I think the issues we have with him are whether he's worth the, the contract they signed him to, Yeah. right? Yeah. But the bottom line is that they need him given their defensive core and he's out for four to six weeks now, which is massive. Now, massive blow.
2: Yeah. I would say, um, Johnson did play last night against the Flyers. Jack Johnson? The Jack Johnson. Oh, okay. So. Excellent first shift. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But, I mean... Picked up where he left, left off. off. Yeah. First shift, penalty. He didn't play much the third period. Uh-oh. I didn't see him yeah. much out there, which is justified because, I mean... Sure. He's terrible. Now, I... <laughs> I'm straight <laughs> up with it. I genuinely... I, I mean, like, I have no problem with Boteto or Hayek right now. I think, actually... I actually think Hayek and Boteto... For Teto bottom...
3: saw some power play time last night. Exactly. Yeah. He Quinny was he putting him scored. on the PP. He almost oh, he scored. He almost yeah. I know.
2: But I mean, but what I'm saying is like... He's electric offensively. Pairing, for a bottom pairing. For a bottom pairing, what is the... Uh, or, of course. Like, what's the... I mean, look, yeah. I, I think mean, they should stay in. I think Miller comes back and Jack Johnson goes back down. Yeah, he, um, should, he yeah. shouldn't play anymore. Now, this, I have no idea if that will happen because Quinn seems to be yeah. enamored with Jack Johnson. Or maybe it's Jacques Martin. I don't know. But what I'm saying is I don't see... Any reason to send down Hayek or Bateto
1: at this point?
3: They've been well, consistent. I, would I think Bateto, no matter what he does, should he, play. He put up a
1: point last night.
3: After he, he scored that goal, he scored <laughs> yeah. that. To me, that right there solidifies his spot in the lineup for the rest of the season. Might as well just uh, retire his number, raise his number. Yeah, yeah. why not? The draft. They retire everybody else's number.
2: Yeah, <laughs> only if you're on the '94 team.
3: No, that's true. So, we'll see. I mean, look, it was a mixed bag this week. There's a couple of games that were postponed because of COVID protocol. Um we'll see how it goes. Uh it is their toughest month, it seems. Uh Boston, Washington, it's Philadelphia a Washington Saturday, no. Yeah, so I mean, look, my thing has always been you know, you lose the game, you lose the game. To me, they're in the middle of a rebuild, develop the young players. And the effort has to be there. So when I see games where the team just looks like they're, you know, not putting the effort forward, I, that bothers me. That concerns me. So that, that, that's my baseline. You know, it's not like some of these other lunatics that talk, you know, they want them to make the playoffs and win four rounds in the playoffs. I mean, this team is so far away from making a strong push in the playoffs. I think you got to talk for another couple of years at best, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, but just get me a team that goes out and plays hard. You know, you lose 5-1, you play hard to a better team, so be it.
1: And then you got people saying um, Kako and Loft, you know, second overall pick, second overall pick and first overall pick, and they can't put up points. What were people I, are saying this?
2: I saw it. I saw it. Twitter, Instagram, people are not happy with them, too. And,
1: and But it's not, you know, these first few seasons. It doesn't always have to be about points. It's about, it's about you know, showing us something. And I think that's what they did with Stroman center, and Loff and Kako and the wingers—that line was electric for a couple of nights. I don't know if they happened to score or how many goals if they scored, but they, they were
3: going off. They, was it Boston game when he put them together? Yeah, I think they, they played uh, fantastic that yeah, game. They did. They held the puck in the offensive zone multiple shifts, control the puck. They were the best line. They were really no skating. doubt. They, they were were really, really.
2: And I and I mean we we know that none of us are are, are Ryan Strom, you know lovers.
3: I but do I do love Ryan Strom. I think I'm he's gonna, been doing I'm come all right out and these say past that right games. now to everybody. I think he's been doing all
1: not, right. He's not second line center right. right. No, he's in a position
3: he where he's to yeah, he's playing out of Now, what, yeah, his but I, what I'm saying is in terms of
2: that line I think played really well. I mean, everybody I They were really that. good that night.
3: Yeah. You know somebody mentioned, I don't know who it was. Maybe I'm just I like to read comments and stuff and it's interesting um, and and I wonder if there's any there there. They said that Strom, um, when he plays with Panarin, you uh, know, and obviously he defers very much to Panarin, trying to feed Artemi. Artemi. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he played with the two kids the other night, Kako and um, Lof, that um, his he game was, on was the ice with say what now?
2: Wait, he, Panarin was on the ice with Kako and Lof.
3: No, 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 no. I'm saying that when Strom plays with Panera, and somebody was saying that that oh. tends to defer very much to Panera and almost overfeeding him, right? Yes. And I get it. I get why you would do that. Yes. <laughs> but they were saying Strom was much more distributive when he played with the two kids the other night. The line seemed to work really well. And again, it was one game or two, but they really were strong that night. And I tell you, Lafranier had a sp- spring in his step as well. Kako was just dominant on the puck. And they really worked well. I don't know if they scored, to your point, Luca. They may yeah. not have scored, but they were very, very effective. And so, yeah. what does Quinn do the next time you oh, know, when Jesus. Panera comes back? Breaks him up. Breaks him up because Strom has to be tethered to Panarin or Tempe. Put, so yeah, oh put him on an you know, overtime. Because the chemistry is. Yeah, the chemistry Put him on an overtime. Panera didn't score a point in the league until he started playing with Strom. Yeah. 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 You know,
1: you know um, Panera, I think, is just one of those players that can just like. Play with anybody? Play with anybody. Yeah. I, mean, with I think I would
3: score a couple of goals if I played with Panarin.
1: He played with what's his name? Wenberg in Columbus. But what I'm saying is Panarin can play with anybody. So the fact that Ryan Strom, a monkey, can put up the same amount of points if he played with Panarin. All right. So why is Ryan Strom, they see they put him on for a season with Panarin. They see Ryan Strom put up, I think that was the highest amount of points he's ever gotten in a season. So they keep him there.
3: Yeah. Well, I thought that the. uh, when Panarin came back that he should have been dropped into the first line and then drop you know Kreider to the third line where he belongs and what's up with go to and keep know, and... that Strom Kako, Lafreniere line together yeah play those Until kids Hedo comes develop back. those kids give them the 15 16 17 minutes of ice time that they should be getting exactly and you know all the developing right i mean
1: you're you just scratched one of our best youngsters and that being Julian Gauthier. What's up with that?
3: I don't know. The coach doesn't seem to think he's one of their best youngsters.
2: But he does, though. In in, 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 <laughs> in the post-game press conference, he talks about how great he plays. But he only gets about seven minutes a night. In one of those seven minutes, he scored. In one of the seven minutes, he scored. He got three shots, I think, in eight minutes against the... Uh, Three or four shots against the Bruins in the first game. In
3: the first game against Boston last week, uh, Goat had uh, six minutes, fifty-four seconds of ice time, and he scored one of the two of the only goals the Rangers scored. Both by the fourth And I think one, it was after that game that Quinn said, was "Well, was one? it after that yeah. game?" Quinn said, "I, I, I, yeah." In the post game, I kind of forgot about him. That, yeah, that was so the that one. That, he said that was on me. I kind of yeah. forgot after his first NHL goal. So I think sometimes coaches see players in certain ways, and it's hard for them to get out of that. You know. So, you know, I'm not saying Gautier is Guy Laflora, but, you know, the kid plays hard. He's strong. He's fast. He's big. He goes to the net.
1: Yeah, but isn't that, like, everything you want, a young player? I I would just try and really develop
3: him, and I think he deserves more than six or seven minutes of ice time. And the bottom line is the kid kid has... uh, he gets shots on goal in limited ice time. Drives to the net. He's big, he's fast. And he's he done this align. all with playing with, you know, like Brett Howden, yes. you know, fourth yeah. line. Kevin Rooney, R- Brendan Lemieux. Don't not a knock on them. Don't at throw, any, them don't at throw any shade at Kevin Rooney. Absolutely. Yeah, I love not. Rooney. Um, Absolutely he's got not. more goals than, you know, not uh, face-offs. Yes. He's got more goals than our top line center, too. Well uh, I think this okay. I, I think I think, you know, folks probably they may not know, but they'll know soon where this is all heading, right? We're starting to talk about ice time. We're starting to talk about why certain guys aren't getting ice time or more ice time. And this all brings us back to one person. David Quinn? David well, yes, but one player, I should say. Oh, As I think- the representative wait, 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 example wait, 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 wait. of this. Wait,
2: I think we should address that later because I was actually going to- Ooh, Don't teaser. Say... Yes. I'm gonna keep it to the end don't of the episode. We know who it is. Yeah, don't. I'm oh, sure God. a couple people listening are gonna know who it is. Um, but I think I just wanted to ask. Sure. Um, about the Devils game. Do you think I'm talking very specific, like specifics? Were there any positives that you saw come out of that game? Because I know we already talked about it and how terrible it was. There's was no effort, or anything. Do you think maybe a player played well or something like that? Any positives you saw out of that game, if you can remember? Devils game? Yes. Strom, Kako, and uh, Laf. See, this is what I'd say to that. Did oh, they... and
1: Chesty. And Chesty. He Chesty played amazing. Well. Oh, yeah, no. The chest, now, Chester- they're going to look was, at the
2: scoreboard and say he let in four goals, then an empty netter. But, I mean, I think he made some big saves. Um, um What was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, Kako, Lafreniere, Strom, line. So I saw a bunch of hate on them too. for some reason. Kako and Lafreniere, why? The first overall pick and second overall pick, and they can't score. They're not putting up any points. I would see anybody like 20 or younger, really, I'd give the benefit of the doubt to at this point because it's, 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 it's not an easy jump. It takes a while. And here's the thing. It's not like they're playing horrendously. I know that they're they were drafted because of their goal-scoring abilities. They get a lot of points, all this stuff. I know that. But, I mean, all you can really ask for right now from, like, a Capo Caco in his second season, who, mind you, has never played a full 82 games Mm. and will not after this season ends in one season, I mean. Very true. And neither will Lafreniere. So, what I'm—I'm just trying to say, like, the fact that Caco has made an astounding amount of progress from last season— because, I mean, last season, I if think If you don't notice the
3: improvement, then you're not watching. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause, but, I mean, the, the fact that he's made an improvement and he's progressing is, is promising to me. Because I think now, I mean, look at him forecheck. He takes the puck. I think he's leading the team in takeaways. I'm pretty he sure. He's
1: great at protecting per the puck, dropping
2: the shoulder. For that. So, I mean, you take zone? all these maybe next year offseason. I don't know. He starts netting a couple, and then boom, you got a top six forward on the team. So, I mean, like, I I can't really say much about Lafreniere because the serving size is so small, and he's only 19. So, I mean, but what I'm saying about Kako is, like, just give him a chance because I think the fact that he's progressing and that he has progressed is promising enough
3: and that he will probably progress even further. It's not like he can get much worse. Yeah, and this is what I don't understand. See, because we're just just fans here. I mean, I I never— I never coached a a hockey team. I never uh, was a general manager. I wasn't a scout. But we're just fans here, talking fan stuff. So I was a little down on Kako last year, not because I expected him to come in and score 50 goals, but I have to say, you know, as the number two pick, and I didn't really see him play much. I saw some clips from when he was in the the World Juniors, but he just looked really slow to me. There's no jump. Yeah, and I didn't see much, like, I'm like, wow! Is this guy really going to develop in terms of like the physical skills? Knowing, of course, he was a teenager and he's going to get bigger and stronger. But I have to say, to me, the difference between last year and this year is is kind of night and day. I mean, the the kid oh, looks yeah. faster, right? He's definitely stronger. He, he bulked up, oh, he, yeah. stronger. To Luca's point, he protects the puck. He handles the puck. He's obviously his confidence is growing. Yes, he hasn't started burying a lot of the the shots yet, but. The kid is what? He just turned twenty. Yeah, just uh, he just turned twenty. If 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 ago. he would have looked the same as last year, I'd be a little again, a little nervous for sure. So yeah, I know he's not. He hasn't scored eight goals, you know. But it you cannot deny the progress he's made. Um, which makes me again. I go back to why the hell they're counting on this kid to be the player they hope he can bl- to be right for this rebuild to bear fruit. Right, They're going to need the and the Sabanajads, but they're going to need the Lafreniers, the Kakos, the Craftsoffs, all these guys. They're going to need them to be the players they hope they can be. Why isn't this kid playing on the first power play unit? This is what I mean. I don't understand what Quinn's doing. Right, Developing young, young yeah, I mean, studs, right? We're we, we trying to win games, right? Okay, of course you're trying to win games, but at what cost? At what cost? To yeah. hope to make the playoffs and make a run with this team? Play this kid on the power play unit. I, I Tell him you're my guy. You're going to play no matter if you take a bad penalty or not. As he tells other players, apparently, that constantly take bad penalties. Because, right, you want to develop this kid. And don't worry about it. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. It's all good.
1: And uh, what someone said during the game last night. I which, don't get it. Which what you just said is, is not what Quinn is doing. So what you said during the game last night, imagine what, you know, what Quinn is doing is... Basically, doing to the the kid's confidence.
3: Well, I mean, he doesn't even see the ice in, uh, in, in. Um, did he overtime. see the ice in overtime no. last night? No, I mean, he's okay. got the shootout. Yeah, he did. He did pick him for the shootout. Yeah, right. I now, would, and now I, I know the defense. Oh wait, wait,
2: no, I'm sorry. Yes, he did see the ice in overtime. First, like, he played sec- about. He made a nice pass. Twenty seconds. Briefly, he yes. made a beautiful pass to Bucinovic, who probably. I mean, the, he, he got hooked. he, he yeah, Drew he got hooked, tripped, whatever. So I mean, if Lof, I mean not Lof, if Kako doesn't make that pass, then there is no power play in overtime. Now they didn't score, but I mean like he was on the ice for about 20, 15 20 seconds and he made something happen. He was probably the best player I saw during that overtime. You know, I, I, to Lucas' he point, really he's really nice carrying
3: though. the puck so well and he's protecting it so well. Why you wouldn't want him on a 3 on 3 situation is I beyond me. Out right of the open ice. <laughs> You know, a kid that made his bones on a bigger ice surface. Now, to him, that's a bigger ice surface. Oh, Only three yeah. players that's on the ice. That's his game. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why Lafreniere is not playing more. I mean, he was getting some games. He's getting good ice time. He's getting some good ice time. But I want to I see him. In other words, I want to see Quinn just tell these kids, you're my guys. Don't worry about it. You're gonna take some bumps. You're gonna make that some really mistakes. That really comes their nerves, I right? would say. Right?
1: You know, in the Boston game, we saw Loft had some really good chance. He batted one out of the air. That was oh. good. that was really cool. And that then, may have so, been his best game. He was playing. He was electric in the first. I would say the first half of that game. But then he started to slow down, and then he just wasn't played that much. But literally, when he was played more, he seemed to be on his game.
3: Yeah, and like you know, like you guys said, Jack said. Uh, you know this is going to be a process. I mean these are these are teenagers. These are kids your age. I mean yeah. was, you know I'm, so but uh, I'm fine with that cuz this is a rebuild, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Laugh
2: is a month older than me.
3: I think the only argument against it is that we don't want to give them too much then their confidence will be but I mean I don't know if I buy that cuz I'll tell you why. This kid and I call him a kid to me, he's a kid. But this kid's been top dog since he's probably put on skates. Yeah. He's achieved almost everything right you could hope to achieve. Coming through into the NHL, right? I just don't believe that this kid is going to really kind of hit some bumps along the road, you know, and say that's it, I can't play in the NHL. Like I don't believe he's that fragile.
2: Well, I, you know, I he think doesn't
3: seem like it to me.
2: It's very hard to get to the NHL with that attitude. I just think you so, know what,
3: you ride him and say, listen, you're you're going to be the guy. You're going to play on the first power play unit yeah. sometimes, sometimes second power play. But to Quinn's get defense, this though, kid on there, he
2: was on the second power play unit last night. He had uh, a yeah, second power second. play. He usually gets was, the last 15 seconds. But they did if, score. Yeah. They did score.
3: Well, last night they got a little more time. I know.
2: But all I'm saying yeah. is that it was like Lofstrom, Bucinevich, Blackwell, Lafreniere, I think. or Right. Oh, no. I already And uh, it's a defenseman. I forget. But, but I mean, like, to his defense, he was getting a little bit of power play time on the second unit. Um, and they scored. He – I don't think he got an assist on the play. But, but he was on the ice for uh, Blackwell's ice goal. for Black, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think – he made one of the – he made a pass to Fox. Fox made a pass to Butch. Yeah. Or Butch Nevech made a pass to Fox. Then Fox passed to Butch and then uh, <laughs> he shot it, and he dipped it in. So, I mean, like, it wasn't like he was invisible on the pass. No, like. I
3: get it. And I think they're trying to take him along slowly. I guess that can be seen as the adult responsible thing to do. But I don't know. I, I Sometimes I think it's a little too slowly. In other words – Yeah why is the assumption that if we play him more, he's going to be devastated if things don't go well? I mean, I don't buy that either. You know, I think that if you tell him and if you build his confidence, say, listen, we expect things to be bumpy, but we want you to know that you're going to keep playing because there have been games when he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes, you know? Um, I just feel like, to me, I'd rather see that than see some of these other guys get 17, 18, 19 minutes, you know, who, let's face it, if the Rangers hopefully can contend in a few years from now. I mean, I know everybody would like to see it be sooner than that, but mm-hmm. let's say two or three years from now, some of the folks that he's really riding, Quinn, right now, are probably not going to be big factors in them being a contending team. So why why waste the time then? That's why. That's what we were saying um, when he put Kreider on in overtime like
2: twice and yeah. on a power play. Um, or Strom, he did that too. I know that they're like, you know— they don't have many centers to choose from. So, Strome was probably going to be one of them at some point yeah, if the overtime yeah. went the full five minutes. So, I mean, that's not... But the only, but thing, I mean, the the only thing, thing I'll say Ryder that, would he, put, two, two, would two he have shifts. put
3: Hedl on? I think so. That's what I mean. Sorry but, to interrupt. but you, know, so. I, you would he hope He did so. in the first seven
2: games. Yeah, I know. Hedl got like... He was averaging like 11, 12 minutes the first games when he was playing wet, the best hockey yeah. of his career. But, okay, anyway. What I'm saying is like... Is Kreider, even though they're paying him $7 million, let's say they make a cup run in four years. I don't know. They make runs into the playoffs. Is Kreider going to be a defining factor on that team? With guys like Kako, who maybe four years down the road, I don't know, Lafreniere, I don't know what they're going to be like four years down the road, but you got to hope that they're probably the players they want them to be. So Benajed hopefully gets uh, better. I don't know. Let's face it. Uh, but Kreider's not going to be one of those If Kreider's guys, your first-line no.
3: winger in three years, you're not contending for a cup. Yeah, something's, something's going wrong. wrong there. And again, no knock on Chris Kreider, but you know he he's doing his usual disappearing act for, for multiple games as he's always done. So well,
1: I mean, signing him for seven years was a mistake. Well, it's it looking absolutely like that it now. Yeah, uh,
3: they said they needed some veteran p- players on this team. So they you got can't Jack just Johnson. have young guys, you know. So now they've signed Chris Kreider for seven years. So he'll really be a veteran when his contract is up. But so I mean, the offense has been their Achilles heel this year. They have had trouble scoring goals, um, unlike last year, where they were... F- f- scoring goals know, was their thing. Freewheeling, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, some of that is because of, you know, the, you know whatever's going on with Mika. I mean, you know, you, he's your top-line center, and he's got a few points. In overtime and on the power plays last night, he got set up so many times. And
1: I don't know, he whiffed some, or shot him yeah, right into the chest. Something's wrong
3: with, Obviously, yeah.
1: Because, like... Yeah, chances it's not like, the devils.
2: It's not like he's uh Well, I mean, it is like he's not scoring or something. Because he he gets chances and he doesn't score like that game against uh was it the Bruins? He got robbed like twice. So I mean like there's that, but also like when he lines up for the one timers and stuff on the power, like he misses them. Just like, looks what? off. Something's oh, wrong.
3: Yeah. Look, nobody knows. Um uh, the, the the obviously everybody's speculating the same thing. It's the uh lingering COVID. effects of COVID, which um people have talked about in general um some people have have some serious lingering effects uh, for a while so i don't i don't know if that's it or he's just having a bad year he claims that has nothing to do with that but you know he might just be keeping it under wraps mm-hmm. but the bottom line is look the bottom line is they're playing hockey games he's their number 1 center he was um, him and panarin were the 2 Players last year, one of the top duos in the league, and and he is not producing at all. So obviously, that's that's hurting their offense big time. Um, and and one could point to well. So is you know, is Mika the straw that stirs the drink on that line? So Mika is not playing well. That's why you can't get on Kreider and Bucinevich for not producing because Mika is not doing well, his Buchnevich thing. Buchnevich is producing. That's the problem. You can't. He's got the second most points on the team. He does. He does. He has the most ice time on the team. Also. I think, probably. Yeah. Maybe next to Fox. I don't know. No, yeah, he's definitely to Fox. Forwards. In
2: terms of forwards, though, he has the most, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah, I think he's in the top 30 of the league, he according is. to Larry Brooks of uh, Ice Time. So, yes, he is, he, is, he is putting up points, but he's also getting every opportunity to put up points. Power plays. Now, five on okay. five. I think,
2: in terms of the advantage, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I know. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. actually, after I say this, we'll transition to our... Uh, of offensive discussion, but um, I just wanted to point out that like in terms of the Zabanajad issue, um, like we said with Kako and Loff and stuff, you know, there he he should say, "What are you doing?" Sorry, I he, fell backwards. He should be like, you know, these are our guys. Uh, we're gonna play them, no matter what happens. We're gonna get them on the ice, right? I think that's sort of the situation with Zabanajad, whereas. Or where, like, you know, he's not scoring, but we know what he's capable of. Yeah, he's I mean, 28 I, years old. He's obviously going to be playing. So, I mean, it's not like you can bench him. No, or, I can't I mean, really. I, I can't, can't question
3: him. him for not doing you that. Can't, yeah,
2: Yeah. So, I mean, like. This Crider, is a guy, I can. Yes. This is a guy, I think, who probably uh, needs to work this out himself. And I think playing him is going to solve that. But I don't know. Would it hurt? I don't know if this is happening because I don't know what's be- happening behind the scenes. But, like, would it hurt to talk to him or give him a day off from pre- – I don't know. Would some
3: – sure I have they've no ad- idea. I'm sure they've addressed all of this with him. Yeah, probably. Um, but I mean, I- like – I'm sure no one's being hard on himself saying Mika.
2: I'm not saying not playing games or anything, but maybe, right. like, having a low-key practice or maybe him – I don't know, giving him a day or two or yeah, something.
3: maybe. Because he needs to figure this out. I think you touched upon something that – look, I think you got to – you know, they need him too much. He's obviously. I think the effort is there. Um, I, I think he's got to work himself out of out of this, and hopefully he does for that for them. But I do think though you can make some changes. I mean this. Yeah. I just think Quinn sometimes, like he'll make changes, then he he reverses them within like periods. You know, like this stubbornness that this line, which I understand, they were a really good line last year, but that was last year, and you know. Chris Kreider was more visible last year and Mika was playing well. Like, I don't understand why you can't break up that line a bit. You could drop Kreider to the third. It's
1: not line. set in stone.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this KZB line, I don't know what.
2: I mean, I get it. Last year they were great. This year, I'm not seeing the yeah, same well, thing. And I know Zabana Jet's not performing, so that hurts the line a lot. But well, why does Kreider have to be on the power I play? I don't net, know. God See, sake? that's the thing. I'm sorry. Seriously. They're going to say because he stands in front of the net and well, he's,
3: he's I mean, good at can, deflecting. But I mean, like, you could get a, a traffic call and put him in front of yeah. the net. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I just feel like this is what I mean. Get Capo on the power play. I think he was on the power play. Maybe they're dealing with things I don't understand that, you know. You know, there's probably a statistic on Wednesday when Kreider's in front of the net if the temperature's below thirty five. Ask Valakad about that. The Vangers yeah. score more often. You know, there's probably a statistic that says that Kreider should be on the power play. All I know is sometimes you could watch, and I don't need the statistic to tell me that Kreider is invisible. Now on the power play yes. and mostly on five on five. So, so since, I don't since know. we're
2: talking about the KZB line and their offense and stuff, I'm just gonna bring up the B.
3: What? No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Wow. This is some teaser. Not
2: yet. I just want to say, so the KZB line is their first line always. They're the power play. They're the first line. Whatever, right? This is um something I pulled out yesterday. So, <laughs> not what I meant. Um, I think this is before the Flyers game. Or no, maybe it was. Yeah, no, this is after yesterday's game. In their last five, the Rangers are 1-3-1. and one. So, they've scored six goals. In those five games, which is 1.2 goals a game, so obviously not enough goals. Um, in thir- they have 13 goals against, which is 2.6 goals against a game. And the this is the uh, the the heavy hitter. The goal scorers these last five games have been Colin Blackwell, who has two. He's awesome. Kevin Rooney, They're Julian Gauthier, right. Pavel Buchnevich and Brendan Smith. So, in terms of the KZB line. One of them has scored one goal in five games.
3: Yeah. And then he hadn't scored, I think at that point for how many games? Like, and it was an empty well, netter. Yeah. It was
2: it was an empty netter yeah. and against Washington, but before that it was the two goal game against the Islanders, the second game of the
1: season. Yeah. Right. But then he scored. he scored against the Devils.
2: Well, that's what he just said.
1: Yeah. Empty net. But that wasn't an empty netter.
2: No, no, no. The, but, the goal So the goal against the Devils, then before that an empty netter, Archie... and then the two goal game yeah. against the Islanders. Right. So yeah, so, obviously, yeah. this KZB line is... Kevin Rooney has more goals than two-thirds of the KZB line.
3: Right, but those aren't glamorous players, and they're not going to score uh, like that for I'm the I'm not saying Kevin season. Rooney should be
2: on an overtime and on every power play, but I what understand. I'm saying is the point I am making is that Colin Blackwell has more goals than two, uh, two-thirds What is the point you're making? Of, what I'm saying is that these players, who are bottom six people, most of them, and a defenseman who is not known for goal scoring, have outscored two thirds most most of the time, or or are playing just as well as. So what do
3: you make of that? So what do you pre- what are you prescribing then?
2: What I'm prescribing, I don't know. I think that line needs to be broken up, there and I'm go. sorry. I think people are gonna kill me for saying that. No, I,
3: I agree in the sense that I think that they should throw. I think they should throw Kreider has to move down Panarin with Mika. Because yeah. I'd like to see, well, I'd like to see Strom uh, play with uh, Capo and Lafreniere. We'll get to that. I think they should be getting he, top six minutes. See, we'll Hedl get Hedl to that back. in a minute because Hedl, I we'll, think. I think yeah. we should get to it now.
2: Okay. Well, fine. So, I have a. Um, I wrote these lines for when Heedle comes back. These are Jack's lines. These are my lines, as if I were David Quinn. I am the coach of the. Have Rangers. you sent them to David Quinn?
3: Not yet. Okay.
2: Um. But upon Heedle's return. Yeah, like you said, I'd move Ziba- uh not Zibane-Jad, uh Panarin up to the first line with uh, Zabanajad and I guess Bucinevich, whatever. I know we, uh, we're we going to talk about Bucinevich. But then I would, I know we said Lafreniere, Strom, and Kako are such a great line on stuff, but I think Heidel is the second line center. He proved that early the season. He got hurt. But everybody knows he's the future second line center. See. Assuming the Jack Eichel doesn't happen. Uh, save <laughs> that, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, okay. But, um, so I would have Hedl, Lafreniere, uh, uh, Kako, because I think, why not? Kako and Hedl, Uh, yeah, Kako and Hedl have some sort of chemistry, and why not put Lafreniere there? I agree. Then I have Blackwell, Strong, and Which would also be and, highlighting uh, the kids in
3: their development.
0: I
2: can and see... I think, actually, the Rangers' bottom six is playing excellent. Oh, yeah, you know? no, no, That's I, huge. I agree. So I have Blackwell, Strong, PDG. And oh. then, like, Lemieux, Howden, and Kreider, which sucks because Rooney drops and Gautier drops because there's just too many wings but for they, Gautier. If you
1: roll all four lines, like Blackwell, Strong, PDG, that seems like a solid line. Like, a so solid line. You, you don't line. have
3: Gautier in that lineup then. I think he can he can
1: move.
2: See, I love Gautier, but yeah, take a look. There's just a lot of guys who are um, yeah, on I don't the like team.
0: That. You I know what I mean? About that.
2: I uh, would say you have to keep Lemieux in there, and Gauthier is not center. I don't really. Howden should be the fourth line center.
3: It's a tough decision. It's a tough call, but but, but I do think that, like th- this goes back to the point we were discussing earlier. I, I think th- you got to get to me Lafreniere and Kako on that second line.
1: So Jack, can I? Ask can you got to get him
3: top two, top two,
1: you know, top six minutes. Do you think Buchnevich is better than Gauthier? If you're looking at points, then yeah, he is. Yeah, but I think I think, he, I yeah. think
2: maybe it's in terms different. of I don't know, Gautier hasn't played with the guy. Bucinevich has. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. Got, how much how time has gotten? Have. Yes, exactly.
3: He has been given the amount of opportunities. I, I know, you know. I know people I think, say he hasn't earned them. Whatever I the point think is.
2: Personally, now Bucinevich gets more points than Gautier for whatever reason. But I think Gautier well, is. I mean,
3: he plays on the power play. Yeah. He plays no, on but, the but what I'm play. saying for
2: whatever those reasons are. I think Gotier is more noticeable. So, wait, wait. So, you think if you put Gotier
1: in the position, Bucinevic, then would he have more points? If I put Gotier in the position, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's and a good I question. also think,
2: I also think, Bucinevich has been in the league for since 2016, 2017. Gautier has played,
3: um, how many games? Yeah, has he, he how many NHL games season? has played?
2: So what I'm I he just scored his first goal. So I mean, yeah.
3: like, look, I'm not saying Gotay a better player than Bucinevich. In fact, I think Buchnevich is, is a is a good player. I just not don't... a first liner, but not I just for... don't think that he merits the l- time and praise he gets. But you know, I know that right, there's well, a lot of uh, stats to to let's, justify uh, the opposite of what Bucinevich Bucinevich talk, I just said. Then. But yes,
2: all right, take it away.
3: Well, I think I just, I feel like this guy is, you know, like all coaches have players they depend on. And uh, I think he really uh, loves uh development since he's been here, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he likes, he's, he said he's been up front that he, he loves, he said he loves the guy. And that's great. I'm sure he's a great guy. Um, I think he, you know, he does work hard per se, although in prior years and even just this past week, he says that. There are times when his play dips below yeah. what it should be. So um, I don't see it. I don't see why this guy is a um, mainstay on the first line. I mean, he scored in his career, the most goals he's ever scored was 21. Which 21 I'm, goals. I'm not sneezing at that. I mean, that's that's that's, that's a, a solid stat to have. It's a solid, yeah, it's a solid number he's of goals. He's never eclipsed that, though. But then you could also say, and I know he wasn't getting the playing time that year, that he's getting last year and this year, but I know that he was getting a tons of playing time last year, getting power play time last Mm -hmm. year, playing with, you know, by the middle of the season, probably one of the top five players in hockey, Mika Zibanejad, was as hot as anyone in hockey, right? Yep. Um, And you could have
2: passed it to him and he would have scored. I mean, how many goals did he have
3: last year? Zibanejad? Yeah. No. Uh. Did he have over 20 goals? No. Okay. So, I'm not quite sure what he had, I think what he, had 56 he is. 56 points or something like that. Yeah, okay, he had so 56 a lot of points. points. Yeah, the most of his points. Mika in had his 42 career. goals, I think, so, last year. Right. All right. So you figured even if he got half the assists on uh, the assists on half those goals, that's 20 something points right yeah. there. And and again, I know somebody has to feed you to score, but like I don't see him as this epic playmaker. I don't see him as a big time sniper. No. <laughs> no, I'm not saying he should no. be in the minor leagues. I'm just saying. Why is this like... It seems like it's been written on tablets that have descended from the heavens that he is the first line well, left wing, and okay. I just don't get it. I think we, we... To get 20 minutes of ice time a game. Top 30 in the NHL. He's got top 30 minutes.
2: And who else is on that list when you were looking at it? Yeah,
3: well, you you could think about
2: who's on the list. Yeah. So um, I was... I think we're going to get a lot of backlash, as I have, with some of my friends when I talk about Buchnevich and stuff. But... I honestly, I don't. I it comes down to I just don't get it.
3: I don't. I I get it's a tough situation because it gets saying, back to that question of shooting percentage, right? The guy gets out. Oh, he? What do you mean? He got so many opportunities. Yeah, and he never he and he never score, puts it in the he net. He pretty much got two breakaways. So last I give him kudos for getting opportunities, but at some point maybe he's not a goal scorer. And I don't now you say the same thing about
2: Zabanja. Look, he's getting so many opportunities, not scoring. Yeah, well, Zabanja had forty-one goals last yeah, season. Yeah, he has
3: a bit more of a track record.
2: Yeah. So okay, but what I'm saying is. I'm not exactly sure what he does that warrants all that ice time.
3: I think he's a glorified, and I shouldn't even say glorified. Well, I think that the, the, oh, the answer yeah. to that question would be that you know, he's a responsible player. They got him on the PK now. He does the, the, does the tough work in the corners. Everybody's praising him, so he dropped the glove. And again, I think those are all wonderful things. Normally, I would praise a player for that. I think it's unfortunate that he's the guy that had to drop the gloves. But I give him credit. He stuck up for his teammate. All good things. Again, this is like the Lundquist issue. My my argument isn't that he should be banished to never play in the NHL. It's just that, does that all mean that he should be getting 20, 21 minutes a game? Like, I, that's what I don't agree with. Why is he anchored on the first line? And he could go 10, 11, 12 games without scoring a goal. And people are like, it's okay because that's Buchnevich on the first line and on the power that's play. But yeah. like, yeah. you remember he scored yeah. 50 goals last year Buchnevich? It's like, "No, yeah. I don't remember
2: that." I don't I don't get it. See that's the thing. Also, but I don't think he's such a big playmaker. I don't think he's a strong skater. I I don't it, does he have good hands? Well, like, what the, is what is do it the that statistics say?
3: All the newfangled okay. statistics. They must say he's the best player in hockey. The obviously. statistics say this. Now, I'm not going to He's got ten points. And we got to get Steve Valakid on on the podcast. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I think this might these stats might become before last night's game against the Flyers. But whatever. What he, I they? think he got one point against Tell the Flyers, me. so that's it. Give it to me. <laughs> In fifteen games played this season, Bucinovich has ten points. There you that's go. Very decent. That's probably okay. top six numbers, right? Um, he's a minus four. His shooting percentage is an eleven point one. Now, for for context. Blackwell's is a 33.3, and Panarin is 11.6. So Blackwell's just the greatest player of all time, I guess. Um, But now we're going to look at career. Uh, Bucinevic's career is 261 games played, 63 goals, 93 assists for 156 points in 261 games. His career shooting percentage is a 12.8. And in the last four games this season, he's gotten 1809, 19.08, 20.34, 19.08, 20.34, and 21.36 time on ice.
3: The last so four games.
2: So the last four games, he's averaged about 20 minutes of ice time.
3: Right, and two of those games, though, two of those games is where Quinn said he kind of dipped and he, he didn't play and people were going crazy. Like, Bucinevich is not yeah. on the ice every shift. What's going on? How, how You know, Quinn's crazy. So, you know, I think it would be even higher, his TOI, if he didn't have those two games where his play dropped off, according to the coach. Um, so he's on pace well, his, for— his game dropped about two and a
2: half minutes the last two games.
3: Yeah. His his he's he's on pace for fifty sixty points again if if this were an eighty two game season, right? Yeah, and that's Roughly. nothing
2: to uh, no, knock no.
3: about again, again. But
2: I just want to say, like you know, Derek Brassard had fifty point seasons too, and he wasn't on the first. He wasn't the first line center.
3: Right. I just again, I think he gets every opportunity to get those fifty sixty points. Last year he was playing with one of the you know top players, especially the second half of the season, top centers in hockey. Right. Um, he getting power play time this year, first unit power what, play what time. What
2: warrants all that time, really? Yeah,
3: so like, I, I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, you know, is he getting the 50 points because he's getting all that opportunity playing with great yeah. players, like the Strom argument? Or, well, you know, so that one's much easier, is to that, crack. exactly. Is that, well, I know, is that unit working like that because of the Buchnevich factor, you know? I, I just think he's I advertised,
2: or he was advertised at least when he came into the league as like the next rank, the Rangers goal scorer. This is going to be the winger that. Scores a lot, right? I've never seen a goal scorer go so many games without scoring. Yep. Like like the other night we scored against the Devils, the monkey's off his back, right? But then it's just going to hop right the back on back for back another on. 10 games. Like, oh, but he's a goal scorer, but he just slumps for
1: 10 games every yeah. in between so goals. Could, so and his
2: say... shooting percentage is a 12.6 for his entire career. So I don't know does a who what goal scorer has that. So I have
1: the potential to make the NHL. It's just, you know, I'm in a slump all the time. It's easy to say for anything.
2: No, they're going to say, oh, well, look, look, he gets assists in between those. And it's like, yeah, he does. Look, but I, I don't, I'm not saying he's terrible. He right. obviously gets some points, but what is it? I don't what get What warrants his power play? In time, two years, if he's time, the first, first line, line winger,
3: they're in trouble. I'll say the same thing I said about Kreider. If Buchnevich is their first line winger, getting 20 minutes a game in two or three years, then this rebuild has really screwed the pooch. From what That's I what I, see, I think. From what I see from him, He's like a Jesper Foss to me. From what I see from him... I have no him, problem with Jesper. I love him.
2: Well, I don't know. I don't think he's the same thing. No, no. no he's, in
3: terms know. of that type of a role player. Like, Jesper, Jesper Foss was playing on the second line last year, right? Yeah, but... And wasn't... people were like, he was kind of out of place. He probably shouldn't have been. And I agree with that. Yeah. See, to me, that's Bucinevich. Bucinevich is like second, well, third line place. Yeah, but
1: Jesper Foss like but... won battles and got to the puck. To well, the net. Again, Bucinevich, I'm not making Bucinevich, a facile one-to-one
3: comparison.
1: him just
3: gets the puck make from him. Right. But and Okay. How many? Did Jesper Fast, last year? I don't know. I don't uh, know. You, you kids are supposed to have all, these I, I, exactly. I, I, okay, all I didn't know going to bring up. Okay,
2: Luca. I didn't know we're going to bring up Jesper Fast. He's the last person I thought. Well, I he just kind of feel like he. To.
3: People didn't think Jesper Fast should be on the first line, but this guy Bucinevich, he has his following that people just. Well, he gets more points than Jesper Fast. Okay, so I guess that's the reason. But I would say and he also gets best, a lot of opportunity. Jesper Fast
2: wasn't on the power play either. At his peak, all right, so at his the best Bucinevich can be, I think he's a second line.
1: Wing, the so best. Last 2019-2020 season, um, he put up 29 points in 69 games played uh, with 12 goals and 17 assists. This is Faust? This is Jasper Faust. Okay,
3: so maybe Jasper gets another 5-10 points if he's on the PP, number one, all year. So he finishes with, you know, 20, 20 points less than Booch playing on the That's second, third line. It is a lot of points. But my point is not to make a direct one-to-one comparison. In terms of vision of what a player is, I don't see Buchnevich as a first-line winger. I don't either. That's what we're going to do. And on. people talk about him like if they he's not on the ice, they got no chance. And maybe, I, I, is that the case? Butch- I'm know. just
2: going to say this. Bucinevich gets more ice time than Panarin. Nightly. He does.
1: I agree. Well, he's
3: on the PK. Panarin's not.
1: I know. I know. What, what, what does Bucinevich bring to the PK? Well, why did they start I mean, he's been there. okay on it. I'm not going to say he's I'm not terrible. No, yeah. he hasn't been bad. I think there are
3: other guys that can do what he's doing too. But Their PK is really good.
2: I would say, what are they, like 24 for 25 on the PK the last whatever? But I mean, obviously... That's without Lundqvist, too. Oh, boy. Um, obviously, that, up. Uh, I'm not one to judge their PK because it's been great and it's Bucinevich on the PK. I just think when you watch Bucinevich, solely Bucinevich on the pen- penalty kill, I would like somebody to tell me what he does on the penalty kill that is irreplaceable, that... Phil DiGiuseppe can't do.
1: Because Phil DiGiuseppe, he's like one of the guys on the penalty kill that I feel could do really good at just when they just chase the puck. They're everywhere. When they just chase the puck, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not really what are supposed to do on a penalty kill. There's only, there could be, always be they send that one guy just to do that. now like, you who guys, has no position and just skates around. Oh, well, I don't know. I've never seen that on a penalty kill. You've never seen that? I don't That's, that's probably the exact opposite. That's you a thing. That's a thing.
3: Well, so the bottom line is this. The offense has been hurting them this year. I think some of it has to do with the fact that Meek has obviously not been Mika. Um, or hasn't been cried. Cried has yeah. And who knows what the reason for all of this is. I think we all want to see these kids play a bit more and get more power play time. I will say this, so one last thing. Like, these are the things that aggravate me, all right? And that's what this is about, right? To just vent things that aggravate us, about things that aggravate us. So Quinn says in his post-game presser that... Uh, we have to implement um, into our game more shots from our defensemen. They were asking him about that. He's like, "Yes, we have to do that more." And we've been talking about that. And he said he has said this before, right? Because we all watch this team, and they'll make seven hundred passes. Georgie, Georgie even said it. Georgie Strom said asked him,
2: yeah. "He's like, why aren't we scoring?" He's like, "You don't shoot the puck."
3: Right, but so here's my question: If the coach's job is to implement, right? Demand you get what you demand from the players, right? You get what you demand. He keeps talking about we need to shoot last year he said it. We we don't we don't shoot enough. We don't So what the hell? I don't get it. He's not imposing his will on these guys? He can't get them to shoot the puck more? He seems to know what the problem is. Like it bothers me that I, mean, I don't know what he has to do. I'm not saying he should stop benching guys. I mean, I know Fox is has, has been great, right? You know, but they don't seem—he knows what the problem is, but they cannot seem to implement it. We need to shoot more. Yeah, no shit. Everybody watches the games. They don't shoot the puck enough. And lo and behold, when they do shoot the puck, you get a Blackwell deflection goal. You get you get, you get, these get Carter Hart, a terrible Carter Hart rebound. Right, yeah. yeah. Shoot the puck. Not everything has to be so damn pretty all the time, Both you know? Both goals
1: were from them shooting the puck.
3: But the coach how knows many, it, but he can't do anything well, about it. how many
1: times—think about it. How
2: many times this season and last season— you remember them being down by a goal. They pulled the goalie, six on five, or something right. like that, and yeah. they didn't get a shot for a minute and right, a half. Right, because they passed it for 45 seconds, it. yeah. I can I can think of like two or three, four times off the top of my head.
3: So That's the,
2: a problem.
3: Right, so these are things that I don't understand why they can't address and implement more. Um, as for people like Mika, look, he may not work himself out of this the entire season. Who knows? I hope not. I hope that's not the case. But um, to me, this is all about development this year. I understand that you always want to win, Quinn wants to keep his job, he wants to win, but it shouldn't be at the to the detriment of developing these kids. so we'll see where they go from here. um probably get a lot of hate about the uh, Buchnevich uh discussion, but I welcome the hate yeah, you know as uh, as as the great Franklin Delano Roosevelt once said, I welcome their hatred. um he wasn't talking about Buchnevich fans, but Th- that's neither yeah. here nor there. Those, those were, those were things back then, Blue campers fans. Yeah, they were really big back then too. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's time to wrap this up. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think we've run out of uh, things steam. to talk about. All right. And so, to
3: talk about. We will. Uh, we will be back. Um, I, folks are waiting on this podcast with bated breath. We will be back as soon as humanly possible. Everybody, again, I've, I have to punish my two sons now because they didn't clean their rooms. Um, we will be back. With the next episode of NYR DNA. Uh, once again, just a quick shout out. Thanks to our sponsors, Fight Milk, Rum Ham. Um, go pick those wonderful products up. And uh, Jack, Luca, any final words before we uh, end this? Um, you want to go play chill? I do. All right.
2: Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Peace out. We will see you next time on NYR DNA.